Well, what is up, The Make Podcast? Trevor DeVage, my man Dylan Mitchell right now. And uh, you might notice that intro is not our normal intro. It's Uh, different. It is different. Um, That is the boys are back in town. And uh, we are back. Uh, We're back in the same town. We're just not in the same room today. Season two, season two kickoff. <laughs> season two, we're 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 actually kicking off season two like half of season two is probably going to be. Um, so, yeah. Dylan, why are you not in the room with me? Right? Like, I got to be honest with you, it's a little sad in this room without you. Like, I just had a full on like sad moment when I walked in here and you weren't in here making your little coffee for us and uh, sitting at the table or asleep in the chair so I could scare the living <laughs> daylights out of you. Um, I like it. I'm not okay with this arrangement. Uh, it's uh, it's hurting my heart a little bit that you're not in this room with me. I mean, I can see you on FaceTime. It's kind of like my daughter being at college. I get to see her on FaceTime every day, and it's like, oh, I love my daughter, but there's nothing like her being at home right now where I can lay on the couch and cuddle with her. Not that I want to lay on the couch and cuddle with you. but I mean, I mean, I mean, you're not feeling well today, so, I mean, if you need me to come over, I come over, <clears> you know. You know where I live. I, I do. For another... 10 days. Yeah. I, I don't want to get sick. Sorry. Um, so, the, <laughs> so that's why, that's why we're doing this today. I have not moved yet. Um, but, uh, I do feel like death. Um, I, it's a really nasty head cold and I didn't want to get you sick. So, well, I appreciate that. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at you on a zoom screen right now and I'm like, bro, you ought to put a filter on yourself. Cause you, <laughs> you, you look, you look not well. Um, well, let's, so. let's just let's just be honest. When we started this, before we hit record, uh, you said, "Oh, you you sound bad," and I said, "Just be honest. Tell me, I look bad." Yeah, you, I can see my reflection in the monitor. Yeah, so you you do, bro. I'm sorry. You, I mean, you're a good looking dude, but right now you you do not look good. <laughs> hey, you know, you know. I'm just gonna be honest. Like coffee time is gonna be weird today. Um, you know, sick is sick whenever you're not actually drinking coffee. Well, here's the other thing. So I was just in a meeting till. 947 and uh we start recording this at 10 and uh i didn't make any coffee beforehand because i'm so used to walking in here like i had one of those moments where i'm just like i walked in i was like all right coffee time is gonna be interesting because i haven't had coffee since 5 30 this morning and um you know i did have the big house beans though so oh how was that um it was good um i had a different I think I had the same beans at home, so I made those this morning. I think it's the is it the Honduras that we've got? Yeah. Um so we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um but now Melissa's sick too, isn't she? Yeah, um, which is not a great time for her. Um getting ready to go off to ODS in, you know, like ten days. So Yeah. So let's just kick this. Man, I I was praying for y'all last night, praying for you today. Um listeners, if you think of Dylan and you think of Melissa this week while you're just listening to this, pray for them. Uh we're we're in a series, by the way. There's transition for you. Um we're in a series right now called Dangerous Prayers. And um, you know, so pray a little That's dangerous this week that you it is. You see what I did there? Um by the way, that shirt that you you had made for Dangerous Prayers, I think I could have sold that shirt off my back about twenty times yesterday. And you can tell everyone who wants one to go to Pantano.shop. Pantano.shop. It's not dot, they are there. It's not Pantano.church slash shop. It's Pantano.shop. You could do that. Yeah. That works too. But Pantano.shop works better. Yep. Okay. Um, so if you want one of them, they're uh, embroidered on the front. Uh, somebody said yesterday, how cool would it be if it was like Iron Man and it glowed? I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Um, little light up LEDs and that little prayer logo. Um, and then on the back, it's got three prayers that um, it's just a cool shirt. Yeah, great job. People loved it. Um, full disclosure, I gave mine to my dad cause he liked it so much. So I was like, just take it. I can get another one if I need it. So, um, 
So anyhow, Dylan, I, I'm guessing you engaged online yesterday, uh, being that you were home yep. um, in the death, deathly hollows of your life. Um, Harry Potter reference for you there. Um, and uh, so what do you want to unpack from yesterday's message? Well, I think we've hit on it a lot. Just, you know, last season kind of leading up to this and and even, you know, in our meetings leading up to this. But this is a really cool series to kick off uh, a new year. Um, we've said a lot internally. And then I think yesterday, just, you know, the first time it's being communicated to our people, um, you know, this is, this is how we're approaching the start of 2023. Um, which can we just be honest and say saying 2023 is weird. Uh, yeah. And can I tell you what's even weirder? Months. I've typed 2024 and said 2024 more than I've said 2023. Really? Yeah. I don't like my brain for whatever reason, doesn't like odd numbers. And so it, it's hard for me to like, compute odd numbers like it's weird like i odd number years have not been good for me and so i think just inside my brain it's like let's just pretend like that year doesn't exist um it like i've actually written 2024 and had to delete it like four times off of things i'm like am i just skipping a year like am i am i trying to see what's happening in 2024 am i going back to the future kind of like what am i doing right now uh but yeah i mean absolutely i mean i really and, and you weren't in room yesterday, and I don't know if you could feel this online, but the the palpability that our people had yesterday of anticipation for what's coming is like I've never experienced before. And that make me bold prayer is, which by the way, if you've not set that reminder, not prayed that prayer this week, I would encourage you pray the prayer, make me bold. And, uh, and again, make me bold is not a, I have to move across the globe. It might be, that might be what, the bold thing. You might have to move to San Diego, which that doesn't seem bold. That seems wonderful. Um, <laughs> but, but she, by the way, that's a jab at Dylan. Cause he's moving away from me. He's leaving me, um, all by myself in Tucson. I actually have a wife and kids. He's not leaving <clears throat> me by myself. I'm not going to sing all by myself that I yeah. don't have the voice for it today. I was all by myself. Um, and, and so it's, it's one of those, it, you know, as you look at that prayer, like the boldest thing you can pray is God make me bold today. Like, what is the thing I can do to be bold for the gospel today? Um, and just, and have faith in the little things of life. You know, have faith that God's going to make you bold in the little things. And the more you're bold in the, the the one little thing each day may lead to a really massive thing in a lot of days put together. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and and I think that that came across a little bit online yesterday, but obviously being in, in a room that kind of translates differently. So yeah, it's really cool that that, that even translated online too. Yeah. Well, and my dad, my dad's so funny. My mom and dad are in town for like a month and my dad came out in February and, uh, my dad just laughs. He's like, people applaud when you walk off stage after preaching. He goes, I've never been in a church that does that. And I'm like, well, actually I've never been in one either. Uh, I was like, but our people here are just so excited about the gospel. And so when you get people spurred towards moving the needle of the gospel, there's just an excitement that comes with it. And, and I told my dad, I was like, that's not just me. That's Rebecca. That's Saul. That's anybody that really comes. Cal, when he was here, um, I'm sure when Jeremy's here in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, Glenn will be back in a few weeks to preach. And I'm like, there's just an excitement that our people have. And I think yesterday was that moment for me. Yesterday was my one year anniversary of starting at Pantano and watching a year's worth of ministry come to this moment yesterday where I'm like, all right, this is this is our church. Let's roll. Like now we've spent a year cultivating, building, getting ready for, uh, somebody said to me this morning, they were like, kind of as a church, we've been in an anticipation of, we've been practicing for the last year. Now we're ready to get in the race. And yeah. 
Um, and that's very intentional. Like I, the, I, I've said this a lot. You know this as a staff member. Uh, I've told this to people in our church. Pantano was not broken when I got here. Like Pantano is a very healthy church. We talked about this with Glenn and and about Glenn last last episode. And um, like Glenn built a, a an incredibly healthy church over his twenty year ministry here that was healthy when he took it over. And and so the legacy of Pantano is a healthy church. So there was nothing I had to come in the door and go. We got we got to change this and do this. But my prayer from day one was God make me bold enough to bring the gospel to Tucson. Make me bold enough to. Uh, to cast vision on top of the foundation of vision that's already there. Um, and I'll be honest with you, that was a little daunting for me because I, I don't want to screw up something that's healthy. You know what I mean? As as lead yeah. pastor of the church. And so my make me bold prayer for the last year is God, just make me bold with spurring people to want to be better for you. And while that sounds like that should be something really easy for the lead pastor of a church to do, it, every day I would second guess that a little bit in myself. Like, are you really doing this? Do you really have what it takes? Um, but we've got such good people, and now they're ready to get in the game of make me bold and and pray some dangerous prayers. Well, one thing that you said yesterday that I really latched onto um, was that boldness brings opposition. Yeah, and I think that sometimes, I mean, I I won't even say for me. I think I know sometimes that that's something I like to gloss over and not really think about. Um, I think it's in John fifteen where Jesus is saying, you know, if the world hates you they're for sure, you know, if the world hates me, they're for sure going to hate you. Absolutely. That, that's the essence of, of John 15, I think 18. Um, but, uh, that, that paired with the idea of boldness brings opposition was really, I think it's good to sit in that like, yeah. to know that this isn't going to be like, there, there are easy days. There are days that are easier than others, but there are definitely hard days and days that feel like you're just being kicked down. Yeah. Well, easy doesn't negate good. And I, I think that's something that when we can grab that sooner, like my, my life is good. I've got a good life. I, I've got a, I've got a wife and kids that I love and love me. I've got a, uh, an incredible church to be a part of. I'm, I, I live in the United States of America where I have a lot of freedom, um, it, you know, and, and I have food on my table and I, I like, I, my life is good, um, but it's not been easy. My life's not easy. Um, yeah. there, and like you said, there's days that are easier than others, but there's been, op- man, my family, if my wife were sitting on this podcast right now, we, we could tell you about some opposition. We could tell you about some real spiritual warfare. We could tell you about, um, man, there's been moments where I, I'll just be honest. I've wanted to throw in the towel of ministry and be like, screw this. Like I, I, I didn't give my life for church politics. Like I, you yeah. know, when I came out of Bible college, I, I, I came out wide eyed and kind of naive that. And we're just going to go change the world and everybody's going to love Jesus. And then you encounter people and you're like, oh, not everybody thinks that way. Not every Christian thinks that way. And, and so I've had to reconcile in 24 years of ministry that um, this is hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. And, and that's not just ministry. That's being a Christian is hard. And, and if the enemy can distract you from the dangerous prayers of Scripture and convince you that a cush life is what you're supposed to live, then you'll never do anything significantly dangerous for the gospel because you won't take the risk. Mm. You know, and God's a God of risk. I, I believe he's not a God of stupidity. He's a God of risk. Um, and, and when we get bolder in our faith, he gets bolder in what he gives us the opportunity to experience, I think. That's good. Yeah, not bad for a Monday morning. Not bad for a Monday morning. 10.15 with coffee five hours ago. Um, 
because my sickly coffee friend is at his apartment. By the way, I wish you guys could see him on Zoom right now. Um, because Why don't you take a picture and post it on? <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, bro. Yes, you would. Uh, no, not Your today. phone's coming out of your pocket no, right now. No, it's not because it's not in my pocket. I can't find it. If I could find my <laughs> phone. I w- <laughs> now I found my phone. Okay, I might do it to you. Um, but he's got the black and white Mickey in the background, and it's messing with my eyes because I keep thinking, wait, is your room in black and white? And I'm like, no, that's black and white Mickey. Hold on, I, that Mickey's black and white? Hold on. I, it, it looks black and white to me. That's not the Steamboat Mickey? What was it? That was just a softball for you to make fun of me. Oh, well, me. I thought you were making fun of me because I thought it was actually in color. But you're colorblind. That's right. That's funny. Hey, see, <laughs> I you can't have me brilliant and funny on the same podcast. Like, it's either I'm going to say something like profound because my mind, my mind can't compartmentalize those two things at the same time. Like, you can get one or the other depending on the day. Um, uh, no, but I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I think it's very interesting that Christianity is in a really interesting transition right now in our country. And what I'm about to say has been controversial to some people, but um, I think not not the sickness itself, but I think the entire pandemic of COVID, I think we'll look back in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years in the church, and people will go, probably the greatest gift the church ever was able to capitalize on was COVID. Because what it did, and I, I don't, hear me, I don't think the disease of COVID is a gift. But I think this season has been for the church because what it's done is it's actually separated casual Christianity and committed Christianity. And and coming out of the pandemic, what you have and what you've had is you found out who's really in, who's really with you. And what you've well, also, and you, go ahead, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I'd take it a step further than that even. Like that is true, but also, you know, our background working in churches, for churches, I think, you know, I went to my home church in Alabama when I was home for Christmas. Um, and like, it's always been a great, healthy church, but to see how they've shifted, because I haven't been to that church since pre COVID. Right. Um, and now we're kind of in this post COVID age. Um, and just to kind of see how they've shifted things to be more focused. Yeah. Like, like there's a, there's a more, there's more intentionality with the things that they're doing with the way that they're communicating what they're doing. Um, I mean, they, they, when I left, they had five campuses and now they're down to three campuses because they just decided, Hey, these aren't where we need to be focusing our, our efforts and our resources. There's, you know, there's other life-giving churches in these areas. So we're going to close these campuses and redirect that to having more healthy three campuses. Right. Um, so just what you're saying about moving away from casual Christianity to committed Christianity, I think is tenfold for for church staff members too yeah well and i think even on the and the way other end of the spectrum is that it's it's opened the door the churches that will get simple which you know we've been preaching that here internally and now externally with our church for the last year like we got to get monumentally simple and um but what i think that has done is it's opened the door there's a whole bunch of people searching right now coming out of pandemic life coming back into whatever you know, I hate using these terms because I feel like we're kind of beyond some of this stuff. Um, but in some regards, we're still in it. And, and so, but what I think it's done is there's a whole now group of culture. And here we are in Tucson, the 12th largest unchurched city in America. Dude, we've got more new people showing up every weekend than I could shake a stick at. And I'm meeting people on starting point and I'm meeting people in the lobby. And they're like, we've been here for a month. We've been here for a week. We've been here for four hours, you know? And it's like, uh, all of a sudden, man, there's an awakening that people are like, I think I need to figure out this spirituality and this God thing. Like yeah. I, I need, and, and the, the environments that get simple and make it the easiest pathway to Jesus 
that are bold enough to preach Jesus. Make me bold. I mean, look at look at Peter and John in the in Acts four that we talked about yesterday. Those dudes are told by religious leaders, if you keep preaching Jesus, we're gonna beat you and put you in prison. So what do they do? They go preach Jesus, they get beaten, put in prison, they get released by an angel in the middle of the night, and the angel's like, Oh, by the way, we need you to go back over there and keep preaching. And Peter and John are like, All right, I guess we're gonna go preach. Back they go. Um, and they just keep boldly preaching Jesus. And it says at that point, 5,000 men, that doesn't include women and children, 5,000 men were following what they were teaching. So if you put women and children in that, that number pretty conservatively is 15,000 people pretty yeah. easily. If, if that, that's assuming everybody has like one child, which most in that culture had four or five children. And, and so you, you think that that's a conservative movement of 10 to 15,000 people because two, two, Idiotes, the Greek word was the word for ordinary men, which we get our word idiots. Um, two very ordinary men that were unschooled, uneducated, but it was evident they'd been with Jesus, are bold enough to say, God, make us bold to keep preaching, even if we get beaten, put in prison. One, I think that that kind of moves into uh, the idea that boldness always produces greater faith. Well, absolutely, um, because the more you see God move in the heart, the more. F- the, the more freeing it is to just keep preaching Jesus. Well, <clears throat> you're you're always very good with words, um, you know, most of the time. Well, depends Sometimes on who's... Sometimes on a podcast on Monday morning. Depends on who I'm giving those words to. <laughs> um, but you said something yesterday. You said, uh, you never know what our God might set into motion through a single act of bold obedience. Yeah. And that's just like... What for for those of you who don't know, um, you know, whenever we do a message online, we post it online. There's a section called a one-liner, and it's typically posted on social media too, on the Pantano Instagram page. Um, that wasn't the one-liner from yesterday, but that was the one-liner for me. Yeah, uh, because that's kind of what I sat on. I'm like, oh, so why was that your one-liner? I'm curious. It because you you never do know. Like you, you can sit and think and ponder, you know, well, I wonder what God might do with this. And I wonder my, you know, but you don't know, right? Like you don't know what he might do, but what we do know as followers of Jesus is that our, our job is to be obedient. Right. So like, we don't know what he's going to do with that obedience and we may never see what he does with that obedience, this side of heaven, but we do know that we're to be obedient and he'll honor that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about my own salvation. I think about your salvation. Like somebody somewhere took a bold step that got somebody somewhere that we're somewhere in somebody's faith lineage, mm. you know? And I, I, I'd love to be able to know who that is in my lineage. I just, I don't know. I don't know where that started, uh, but I know that I'm the recipient of it. And now I know for me, like I, and I, I'm leery to share this because I don't like to share, like, I don't like to make myself or the, the heroine story, but I got a really cool message at December um, from a guy in Dallas that I haven't talked to in, I don't know, probably 15 years. And um, he just out of the blue sends me this message and he goes, I'm sorry I didn't take advantage of the time that I had when I was a part of your ministry when you were in Dallas, um, but you have no idea the impact you've been having for the last 15 years since you left. And I just wanted to reconnect and see if you'd be willing to reconnect. In my mind, I'm like, I didn't even know I made an impact on that dude's life. You know what I'm saying? And, but sure. Here he is 15 years later reaching out and going, hey, could, could we talk? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm not that smart. So whatever you think you're gleaning from me, I don't know what you're gleaning. But 
let's talk, I can tell you everything not to do. I can tell you how to not do everything in ministry because I've, I've pretty much tried to do it all and, and failed at a lot of it and been successful in a few things. And, and so just talking with, but that moment for me, I was like, you just don't know where your one moment of faithfulness will lead, like one moment of boldness will lead to somebody else's story changing. You just have no clue. Um, and I, I think that's the beauty of the gospel. Yeah. And, and the boldness that comes with it. I think when you're willing to be bold, God will show you bold things. You know, and I, I think if you only want to do safe, mediocre things, I don't, I don't even think you get to see the safe thing. I don't think you get to see much of anything. Um, but when you, when you just decide, you know what, I'm going to be bold for Jesus. And, uh, and that doesn't mean, like, again, like I said yesterday, don't go be a weirdo. Like, don't do that. But when you're going to be bold enough to trust that God is going to impact the lives around you, God, make me bold with one person today. Maybe that's asking someone if you can pray for them. Maybe that's, that's picking somebody up and bringing them on a journey with you. Maybe that's loving on somebody in their home or whatever that is. Um, one bold step each and every day will lead to a monumental life of bold moments. Let's just ask this, uh, because I think I have a good idea, but I, I want to hear what your idea is. When you say, don't be a weird Christian, how do you define being a weird Christian? Like, and that that's like kind of tongue in cheek, like, haha, that's funny. But also like, if it's you're real. out there, like it can be a turnoff. Yeah, it's very real. Um, I, well, I always use the, the illustration, like bullhorn guy, you know? stands on the corner shouting turn or burn yeah. um you know the people that'll leave a, a a track as a tip instead of a tip it's like looks like a tip it looks like a dollar bill but you flip it yeah. over and it's like you actually you're the best tip you could receive is eternal salvation and it's like no they got to pay their bills like stop leaving tracks on a table for people to read yeah. and actually leave them a tip you know what i mean um and then there's just like the people that when they come to know jesus like i you hang out with me a lot. We spend time together. Um, I'm pretty much the same person everywhere I go. Like I, yeah. I don't, it, even when I preach, I hope from the platform, I, I'm pretty much the same person on the platform that I am off the mm-hmm. platform. That, that's my goal. Right. Um, but I, I meet people that when they get around certain groups of people, when they become Christians, even the, the inflection of their voice changes, they use different words, they use different fr- And I'm like, why did all of a sudden you start speaking Christianese? Like, it, it, and okay, Christianese is you speaking a bunch of churchy language that nobody really understands, but it makes you sound more holy. Yeah, that's weird. Stop being weird. Like, uh, it's okay to talk about biblical things. You can do that without being weird. You you, yeah. you can do that without trying to sound some way that is not really who you are. Now, if you're one of those people that was like that beforehand, you know, I met people, real studious people that they talk on that, like they use those kind of words in normal conversation and they talk a certain way. And they came to know Jesus and they still talk that way and they use words and nobody understands, but that's who they are. Like they're, that's who they were before. That's who they were in the sense of that's their, that's their makeup. That's their personality. Right. Um, you know, you can still communicate all the things of Jesus without trying to have to sound a certain way. Yeah. But that's what I love about the, like Peter and John is that it was evident they'd been with Jesus that they call them idiots that were being bold. There were unschooled, ordinary men like that was how they were classified but i love the caveat but it was evident they'd been with jesus and and so if it's evident you've been with jesus like i know i'm an idiotes like i know it (laughs) like (laughs) me and you both (laughs) uh, and i'm like and i know that and i've got a little schooling but i'm like i'm not i'm just not smart enough to be complex i'm just not 
Uh, I'm street smart, not book smart, even though I read a lot of books. I love to read. I soak up leadership books and ministry books and theology books. And I try to read uh, the top 10 books on the New York bestseller list every year. So I know what the world is reading around me, but I'm not, I'm not a theologian in the, in the scope of what most people would consider a theologian. Um, But I do read scripture in a way that I think I understand the simplicity of Jesus because Jesus was not complicated. And well, and I I think that there's something to be said for like, trying to figure out how to say what I want to say. I think that your boldness can be bolder if you're willing to lean into who you actually are. Oh, absolutely. A thousand percent. Because there's people that you can reach that I can't because of who you are in your makeup. And there's people that I'll reach that, that you'll never reach because of who I am. Um, but when you try to be something that you think you ought to be now, this gets great because somebody's going to be like, well, aren't we supposed to be more like that? Yes. Be like Jesus. Um, but let's look at Jesus. Jesus, first of all, Jesus was fully God. So he could, he could pretty much talk to any group of people. Um, but Jesus also gravitated to a certain type of people that he was, you know, the people that were attracted to Jesus were the notorious sinners, the drunkards, the gluttons, the, all, all those kind of people. Um, and man, he really ticked off the religious people. Um, like that should be a t-shirt. Be like Jesus, take off religious people. Like I, you know, it's, Jesus was always rubbing against the grain of this Jesus they were creating, this God, this religion they were creating that was not what was intended. And that's what Jesus was always up against. That's what, that's what crucified Jesus was a religious elitism that was threatened by the Messiah, the one that they were claiming they were waiting for. You know, and here comes Jesus in all boldness, fully man, fully human, fully God. But now he's like, this is what I tell people about the disciples. Like these ordinary men would not have died for a lie. No. I, w- I would, I'm just telling you, if, if I didn't fully believe and seen and walk with Jesus and I'm John and they're going to dip me in boiling oil to kill me, by the way, that's not a quick death. Like my, my man probably had deformities for the rest of his life. There wasn't skin grafts back in that, that time frame. Um, and then he gets exiled as like this probably pretty gruesome looking dude to the Isle of Patmos. Um, I wouldn't have gone through that if I didn't believe Jesus transforms and is real. You know, right. I wouldn't have been crucified upside down. Um, first of all, I wouldn't have been crucified period. It, I would have been like, no, nah, hold on time. I was just kidding. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't really see those things. Um, but to be willing to die for what they believed in was not believing in a farce. They weren't believing in some lie. They were believing things they saw firsthand. Like Peter yeah. walked with Jesus and saw these things happen. John walked with Jesus and saw these things happen. So for them to go be bold, they were like, our entire life has been transformed. These were rabbinical rejects. Like they, they had been turned off. They were in a family trade at this point. And Jesus, which never happened in... In first century, rabbis didn't come choose you. You had to go choose a rabbi to hopefully get their teaching. And Jesus goes to them and goes, hey, why don't you come follow me? And so he's got the rabbinical rejects that nobody else wanted, and he transforms the world with them. And he transforms their life. And he's, they're, they're part of the miracles, which, by the way, when you're bold, you get to be a part of more miracles. You see more miraculous things happen. Um, and I've seen those things. And I've been a part of those things. And so once you've seen those things, it's hard to go back to where you were before, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Um, well, should, should we take a coffee time break? I think we should. Oh, well, well let, me, let me hit the little jingle for us. 
Can you hear that? Does that sound good over there? I hear the beans. It feels nice. There'll be a little beat drop right about here. I mean, is that you sipping on that coffee in this soundbite, by the way? Yeah. So you recorded that whole thing, didn't you? Did you record that? Some of it. (laughs) So what parts did you record? Specifically the slurp. The slurp is you? Is the beans you? Yeah, I dumped those into a little... I mean, I know you didn't do the music part of that. You didn't build the beat for that. That's like, that, that's the... that's stock music, I'm sure. Um, royalty free, if you will. What are you saying? What are you saying about my ability to compose music? That you don't have time to go build a beat for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> true or not true? It's very true. Uh, yeah, I figured as much. Um, so let's talk about coffee. Uh, what originally what I wanted to do today, had I not uh, been deathly ill. Um, I brought back a bag, uh, from one of my favorite coffee shops, uh, from home called Nova. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for that. It's over in that canister on the counter. If you want to go make it for yourself. Uh, but that's what I brought back for us. What did, uh, what kind of coffee did you enjoy while we were on break? Uh, while we were on break, actually, you know, it's funny on break. I did a lot of Presta because I had a lot of it, um, from here, um, and cartel. Um, just because cartel's local and so is Presto. So it was really easy for me to get coffee. Um, I didn't order anything. Um, I didn't buy myself any for Christmas and pretend like somebody else sent it to me. I didn't do that this year. Um, I've done that in the past, by the way, that's a life hack. If you need it, um, if you're something you want for Christmas, just send it to yourself, wrap it, put it under the tree and don't put a tag on it and be like, who got me this? And (laughs) and then your whole family is looking around like, which one of us did that? And then you, you bought yourself a little gift. Um, that's a life hack. And I know my family probably doesn't listen to this, so uh, they won't ever know. That's good. No, it's uh, just your mom and my mom. Yeah, it's just our mom. My mom's here today, so I know she's not even listening. She, she, will, <laughs> she, she won't even listen this week. So Just, 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 just my mom this week. It'll just be your mom and maybe you and Melissa need some time to get well, so maybe you'll listen to it too. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I like. And then this morning I had the big house beans that we've talked about on here. I think we talked about yeah. it last episode. And yeah. uh, they, it's really good. Uh, I was... I'll be honest with you. I was actually surprised how good it was. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I was surprised by it. Um, but you know how it is. Sometimes you get something you've not really experienced or heard of or seen. And you're like, and we've had people send us coffee that it's like, oh, this is going to be a great gift for somebody that doesn't like coffee. Uh, you know, we've had some of those moments. Uh, but at the same time, like this, and Sonia knows. I mean, she brought it back for us. And she's she's a pretty good judge. And, and I make her coffee every morning. So she doesn't want crappy coffee and sure. uh but the, this big house beans a honduras was really good uh very uh i wouldn't say bold but it felt bold but it actually had a really good finish to it and so uh again that was those are my three kind of go but tell me about nova i'm interested about nova coffee what do you want to know about nova well what do you know that's what i'd like to know I Nova a lot. I uh, see what you did there. Uh, Take some more medicine. That was a dad joke. Uh. <laughs> um, so Nova's pretty cool. They're in downtown Mobile. Um, contrary to how Apple Maps will pronounce the the, the name of the city, uh, Apple Maps will pronounce it as Mobile. Mobile, it is Mobile Alabama. Um, Did they think you're on a British cell phone? Mobile. mobile. Yeah, it's really annoying um, because I've I've had people who were visiting when I lived there that would argue with me like, no, that's how Maps says it is. Like that's that's how it must be. Like, well, oh. listen to me because I've lived here for most of my life. Yeah, well, that's a dumb statement that, that because Apple Maps says it that way. I know. Who would say, like, 
Okay, so Siri pronounces half my friends' names wrong. That's the Siri is right. You are wrong. <laughs> like I got my my friend Alan Baumline. His name is Alan Baumline. Every time Siri's like calling Alan Baumline, I'm like, <laughs> well, your name's Baumline. Your name's not Siri said it, so your name must be Baumline. You got to um, call him when this is over and tell him. I'm, I am. I'm gonna be like, hey, Alan Baumline, I need to talk to you. Um, or my buddy Nathan Siegel, which is spelled S I E G E L E, but Siri's like Nathan Segile, and I'm like, that's your new name. You're now Nathan Segile. I, you and Steven Segale are uh, probably probably movies together. <laughs> so uh, Nova Nova's really great. Uh, they've been there since I want to say 2016, 2016, 2017. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, um, pretty much. Um, they opened whenever I was working at another coffee shop in town called Shalur. Um, and unfortunately, Shalur didn't make it out of the pandemic. Um, Nova made it out and they've actually started their own roasting business now. Really? Uh, which is what I brought back for us. So they... Uh, is it the Richard's House Blend? No. Um, that's what that's what they had before. They had someone in Dallas roasting that for them. Gotcha. Is it a Gua- Is it the Guatemalan? Yes. Okay. Because there's only two on their site and both are out of stock. Yep. Which means one of two things. They don't have a lot of stock or their stock's really good and they sell out quickly. They sell out quickly. Yeah. And it's it's a small it's a small roaster. Um, and that's actually something pretty cool. They found a way to, you know, we talked about at the beginning of this episode how churches maybe are going to look back in 10 years and say we saw some really good things come out of COVID. Not the disease, but just some of the changes. Right. Um, and I think that Nova actually found a way to flourish um, because they shifted, you know, their cafe couldn't be open. So what they did was they made these things called lazy lattes and it's everything that it would be in a latte, just in a bottle that you shake and you come pick it up and take it home and put it in your refrigerator and you sip on it for a week. Bro, that is brilliant. So they did that. They started their own roasting. Oh, there um, it is right there. For, yeah. For when you're too lazy to get out of your PJs. Yeah. Every bottle. Here's what every bottle contains. Two 12-ounce iced lattes, quad shot of Richard's House Blend Espresso from Tweed Coffee Roasters, your choice of our house-made bourbon maple, vanilla, or caramel syrup, your choice of organic whole milk or oat milk. Just pour over ice and enjoy. Enjoy the rest in the fridge for later. If you need a big boost, take on the whole bottle at one time. Uh, well, first of all, who wouldn't eat, drink that at one time? I would. Like, I, <laughs> what kind of sadistic person doesn't drink 12 ounces of something at one time? Like, uh, What is wrong with people? <laughs> Who's so, sipping on that for a week? I'll take four <laughs> ounces today. <clears throat> so Nova is probably uh, mine and your kind of place. Uh, obviously, it's mine because I went there a ton when I lived there. And yeah. every time I go home, I try to visit. Uh, um, there's another really good one uh, right down the road from where I used to live called Refuge. Um, and I was actually going to bring back a bag from Refuge. But by the time me and Melissa made it there while we were in town, they were completely sold out of their retail. So. Wow. Hey, you can buy 64 ounces of lazy latte as well for 30 bucks. Why don't you buy that and have them airship it to us? I, I, I don't think they'll ship that. That's milk based, bro. Like, you can't be shipping that across the country. Sure you can. No, because that's what, that's what cottage cheese is made of. That, and it's that's, oat milk. It's oat milk. I don't care what it is. It's <laughs> milk, man. I ain't drinking some milk's been shipped from Mobile, put Alabama. They'll put it in <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of oats they're milking to get that out of, man. I don't I don't want to know what man from Mobile, Alabama. Call me on my mobile. I like that. Uh, this is this is derailed. No, it's not derailed. I mean, the, the lazy latte. You just said have them ship the lazy latte across the country to us. I'm like that's gross, bro. I ain't I ain't trying to get curdled milk in my stomach. Oat, oat or not. 
Um, if they could guarantee that they could get it here and that wouldn't make me sicker than a dog, I would probably do it. I'm not going to Well, lie. I was actually going to bring us one of those back to try, but you can't, you can't carry it on because of TSA and I didn't want to pack it in a suitcase. And <laughs> well, if you divide so. it up 64 ounces by three and just had a bunch of little <laughs> three ounce bottles, <laughs> people are like, what do you got? That's lazy lattes. Sure it is. Let's take you in this back room, sir. Shots of lazy lattes. And we need to, we need to search you, sir. Um, nobody, nobody does that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's strange. So, uh, are they, they've got multiple locations. It looks like too, um, downtown and, so they've got one that's actually their shop. And then recently, like probably the last six months recently, they opened up a, kind of a, a a side project of Nova called Nova Market. Well, there's a um, Midtown location as well. Yeah. Downtown so and Midtown. Downtown is actually Nova and Nova Market is Midtown. So is mobile that big? Yeah. Mobile, by the, by mobile the way, gets around. By the way, I know it's, it's mobile. Um, for those of you that are going to be like, why does he keep saying it that way? Because I'm making fun of Dylan. Um, I'm actually making fun of the people that would say that. That's so stupid. I, I don't. Uh, okay, sidebar. Uh, this is this is going to be my non-pastor rant for a minute. Why why are people kind of dumb, man? Like I'm trying to understand. Like why would why would you make that statement of? Well, Google Maps said it that way. It must be right. Like oh, not Google Apple Maps. I don't understand, man. Uh, it's 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 brand loyalty to apple i actually trust google maps more than i trust apple maps <laughs> i'm pretty sure this this whole reference will be lost on you but if any of our listeners watch the office it's like the gps that tells michael scott to turn now and he turns into a lake and dwight's like you can't turn here and he's like but gps says turn here so he turns and runs his car into a lake i'm like that's how that's how dumb that sounds that somebody would be like well apple maps said mobile so it, that's right um, okay, so let's take 200 years of history and just go, nah, that's not right. Uh, hey, well, you're going to be proud. Um, Chris Hamlin said, while I'm living with him and Rebecca, we are going to watch two episodes of The Office every night. I am proud of you. Um, that's like, I'm not going to have to pay him rent. Here's um, here's my thing. I would tell you don't start with episode one. I think, I think that I've gotten the allowance to skip the first season. Uh, no, you can't skip the first season. You miss too much character development, but, but this is a coffee time reference because these are the things I would talk about over coffee with Dylan, because I, I just think it's asinine. He's not watched the office. Um, and, but I would give you a top 10 of episodes to watch first and then go back and watch season one or go back, go back and watch the first half of season one. Um, because there's just some hilarious episodes that you're like, once you see if you don't understand the character development, it's not nearly as funny, but I just think there's some episodes you can watch and they're just hilarious. And, um, that, by the way, that show could not be made today. I'm just telling you right now. From what I've seen of it. Absolutely. Not. Well, my, uh, Steve Carell said, there's no way we can make that show today. It pushed so many envelopes, but it was a brilliantly written show. Um, uh, by the way, what's, what would be your top show of all time? Ooh, probably how I met your mother. My daughter has binge watched that. It got, by the way, I don't know what my daughter's going to do when she's no longer in my house for life because she mooches off my Netflix. She mooches off my Hulu, <laughs> off my YouTube live account. Like I told her, I How said, your mother is probably the best sitcom in my opinion. Yeah. See, I, I've tried to like, I've watched it and it's good. Um, I'm friends through and through. Like mm. I've seen more, uh, it's, it's 
probably the series I've seen. I, I can pretty much regurgitate every episode. Um, Seinfeld back in the day was probably uh, the writing for Seinfeld one. was so good. Um, and we love Brooklyn Nine Nine because I think oh that's amazing. Uh, that cast is just hilarious. And uh, the Goldbergs, which was my childhood, so love the Goldbergs. If you want some good sitcoms to watch, um, I don't know why we're talking about this. Um, it's coffee time. It's coffee about. time, and we don't actually have coffee in our hands today, which is the saddest episode of segment of coffee time we've ever had. Because I'm not drinking coffee, neither are you. We're off to a great start this year. Yeah, hey, 2023 can only go up from here. <laughs> I can, can only go up from here. Um, all right, I'm, I got to get us out of this because uh, uh, that 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 was the lamest coffee time. Actually, it was a good coffee time. There was just no coffee. Like I don't know how we have coffee time, no coffee. How do we have a segment that we created called Coffee Time, and we had no coffee in it? I'm going to remind you what you've told me many times. It's our podcast. We can do what we want to. That's true, statement. I say that about a lot of things in my life, though. That's not really true. <laughs> I try to pull that statement at home a lot. It doesn't work well. This is my house. I can do what I want to. My wife's like, no, no, you can't. No, nope. no, no, you can't. Well, actually, she wouldn't say that. She'd actually probably be like, well, I guess you can. And I'm like, no, don't say that because then I will do anything I want. And that's not good. Like, I'm left, that's not good for anyone. left to my own vices of that statement. I, like, that's a bad, <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. I'll be like, hey, I wonder what this piece of dynamite does. Let's blow that up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure I can put a gate in the back of the fence. All I need is a pickaxe and some explosives. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, so, hey, are we? do we have a voicemail that's going in this this week? We do. Uh, Glenn actually left us a voicemail. Over Glenn! Christmas. Glenn left us a voicemail. Here we go. Let's, let's, let's listen. Okay. Hey, Trevor and Dylan, I just wanted to thank you. I just listened to episode 22, and thanks for your kind words, Trevor. Uh, it, it's been a great year. Uh, you both have done a great job. I love the podcast. Thanks for uh, doing it. Uh, keeps keeps all of us up to date, and it's enjoyable to listen to. Appreciate you both. Dylan, I'm so, so sad that you're moving. I, I totally get it, but I'm sorry that you're, you're going to be uh, physically distant from us. Uh, Trevor done a great job this year, and uh, uh, it's been my honor to uh, – to pass the baton to you. You've, you've picked it up well and and uh, and done Pantano well. Thank you, guys. Love you. And uh, looking forward to 2023. God bless you guys. Bye. Wow. Man, that was cool. Sweet. I, I By the way, I mean, there's no lack of love for Glenn. Like, we just love Glenn. But how cool that he went and took the time to do that. I know. That, that was... Man, what a Made sweet. my heart happy. What a way to start 2023. Like I, we crashed and burned coffee time, but man, we redeemed it with a little Glenn time. Um, you know, that, that, that was awesome. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things yesterday, uh, and again, I, I do this every episode. I'm so stupid, but it's Monday. Okay. Um, yesterday was Sunday. When you're hearing this, it's probably Wednesday or Thursday. That's fine. And some of you won't even listen to this till a year from now. And you're like, what is this podcast? Um, and then you'll start showing up for things at the church. Like I thought that was this week. And I was like, no, that was two years ago, but thanks for listening. Um, <clears throat> but I love yesterday. We're back in January 8th. We kick off our dangerous prayer series yesterday. Man, Glenn is just all over the place yesterday. He's in the auditorium. He's hugging people, shaking hands. He's hugging on me. He's meeting people. Then I walk over to Starting Point across our courtyard here at our, at our main campus, and he's he's sitting in Starting Point. He's got a stack of baptism certificates 
um, from Christmas Eve because he did all of our Christmas Eve, Eve and Eve uh, baptisms with Roger. And I, I joked with him. He's sitting there signing them. I was like, so is it autograph with Glenn Day? Because uh, I can sell that like five bucks an autograph for Glenn. And uh, I just love watching. I, and I can't put a price tag on this because uh, I've been so fortunate and blessed to have a guy like Glenn that is still here, still engaged. Um, he has been my biggest encouragement in the last year. Like he just, every time I'm with him, he encourages me. And when I'm not with him, he encourages me even more because I'll have people call me and go, man, Glenn is just in your corner. He's got your back. I cannot tell you how fortunate I feel to have that with Glenn because I know guys that have, that have been in my boat that that's not been the case. And so to have a guy like Glenn, like he's fully vested in Pantano, he's fully vested in where we're headed. Um, and he just, he's, he's a part of what we're doing. Jolene's in there yesterday in starting point, loving on people, his wife. And she's, man, Jolene is fantastic at loving people. Like if you, if anybody knows Jolene, you know, she is just like the sweetest human being on the planet. She is just one of those people you just want to spend time with. Um, she's like, she's kind of like everybody's mom. You know what I mean? Like, she's just one of those kind of people. Um, and, and so, no, that's really cool that he left that voicemail because I, I got an email that he felt like he wasn't able to leave that voicemail. And so he actually was able to leave the voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we were both on that email from him. He said that he was having trouble with it. And I was like, ah, it's here. You left it. That's cool. So, well, if you would uh, like it's to super cool too, because he's no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's super cool because, uh, you know, it's cool that he left us a voicemail, but it's also cool on the heels, uh, that he's going to be coming back to, to teach again, uh, in our next series. Yeah. And difference makers. It's gonna, it's gonna be really, I cannot wait. It's just gonna be so much fun. Um, so if you would like to leave us a voicemail, which by the way, you don't have to just leave us glowing things like Glenn did. Um, I mean, don't, don't go the opposite way and like trash us. But, uh, if you'd like to ask questions or get clarification or things you want to know, or maybe, maybe you want to be inserted into a little coffee time action, you got a coffee question, or maybe you got a random question or, um, that, that would be a great segment. Random questions with Dylan and Trev, like, you know, just, just send us voicemails of your random questions. Um, we would love that, that. A whole special episode. That that could be a hilarious episode, like top 10 random questions to ask you and I. Uh, how funny would that be? Uh, but there's actually a link in the show notes, correct, to go leave yep. a voicemail. Um, you can do that or uh, or you can uh, you can send us you can email. Go to, you can go to the make.community and there's a button uh, towards the bottom of that page that says leave us a message and that'll, yep. that'll take you exactly. Or if you're on the Anchor app, you can just go to the Anchor mm-hmm. app and you can do it straight there on the Anchor app on our page there. Um, anchor.fm slash the make, right? That is it. Yeah. So look at me knowing stuff. Um, I'm, I had to almost like you pay attention. I felt like I got that wrong when I said it, but I'm glad you confirmed it. Um, and maybe <laughs> Dylan's on the back end of this. He's going to whisper when he does some post editing, like that's not right. That's actually this. Um, if he does, that's okay. <laughs> or he's going to dub over my voice really badly to be like, Oh, it's anchor.fm slash the make community. Uh, I don't know why I made you sound like that, but uh, why, why do I sound like that? Uh, Cause you're sick. Uh, I was trying to find your sick voice. Um, no problem. Uh, hey, so what's coming up at Pantano that we need to talk about? I feel like we spent like all of December talking about what was coming up next. And I felt like once we got to January, there wouldn't be anything left to talk about. And boy, was that wrong. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff coming up for us. Uh, and that's, I, I feel like that's always the case for us. At Aren't Pantano. you the communications like, director? There is. Yeah. I mean, yep. don't you oversee communications? Yeah. So so what made you think in December that once we got through December that we wouldn't have anything to talk about? <laughs> it's called Christmas goggles. Oh, bro. Christmas goggles are a real thing. Um, um, 
So we do have a few uh, really cool things just right around the corner. Um, first thing, 24-7 prayer experience, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, that opens up on February 5th and runs through February 12th. But you can sign um, up now. It's yeah, on the website. Yeah, you can sign up right now. In fact, if you go to the front page, page of the website, you'll scroll down about halfway. You'll see sign up for Rooted and you'll see sign up for a slot in our 24-hour prayer experience. Something we need to clarify. I, I had this issue. I don't know if you've looked at it. But when I clicked on the 24 hour seven, 24 hour seven, 24 seven, I'm sorry, I can't talk. I communicate for a living. Um, <laughs> I'm from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> um, but at the top of the page, actually, I missed this. I was scrolling down looking for where to sign up. And I was like, there's only one day to sign up for. And we're doing this for seven days. Actually, at the top of the page, there's days. You can see at the top of Sign Up yep. Genius. Uh, I totally missed that. And then I asked Sonia this morning, and she was like, what are you talking about? There's no days. And I'm like, no, there is at the top. And she was like, oh, wow, that's kind of confusing. Um, we don't mean for it. It might be a Sign Up Genius thing, um, but yeah. that's how you yeah. sign up. At the top of the page, you'll see the dates at the top. Um, and then uh, what else did you say? You said something else. Well, I haven't said anything else yet. Oh. I thought you mentioned another something that we had coming up, but maybe I was wrong. Uh, Rooted is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's In fact, it's right above the prayer movement there um, because it starts January 22nd. And so yep. you have got to sign up. Get signed up now. The Rooted the rooted experience, I'm telling you, will change your life. Um, it will change how you live. It will change how you serve. It will change how you just how you live out your faith. Um, and talking about prayer this series, like there is a prayer experience inside of Rooted that will change how you pray. Um, so I would highly encourage you if you've not signed up for Ruta, it's a 10 week experience. Um, and I'm just telling you that 10 weeks could change the next decade of your life and beyond. Um, I was going to say and beyond. <clears throat> yeah, I got to be and beyond. I, I wasn't going to cap you at just 10 years. Um, just 10 years. You know, you're living your best life for 10 years and then you got to do it again. Um, uh, so yeah. And then we've got our, uh, feed my starving children event. Um, which yep. by the way, celebratory, our Christmas Eve offering and the whole thing was going towards Feed My Starving Children this year, which is a big meal packing uh, organization that sends meals all over the globe. We have committed to pack half a million meals as a church this year where we actually physically, you can as your family, you can come and pack a meal, uh, not pack a meal, pack meals. And uh, we've already got, I think, 1,300 kids from schools that are coming in to pack meals uh, from our That's community. Uh, but we raised over $115,000 Christmas Eve and growing. There's still many coming in for that. Um, and, and our goal was 100. And so we're going to be able to pack even more meals and give more resources to these communities, which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, and that that event, I think, is is that February the 8th? Is that when that is? It is February first uh, through fourth. February first through fourth. Um, there's so many dates going on right now in my head. I'm like, which date goes with what? Um, sounds like high school all over again. Which date goes with who? Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah, at this date, at this date too, uh, January 29th, Baptism Sunday. Oh, Baptism which, Sunday, which every Sunday is Baptism Sunday. We had uh, right. we had three more yesterday, uh, and those were. Man, I literally ran into a couple before our nine o'clock service and they hung around and got baptized at the beginning of 11. Uh, Roger, our executive pastor, was talking to a lady and she just came up to him after church and was like, I want to be baptized today. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, and so our team just boom, went in motion and man, beginning 11 o'clock, we baptized three folks and it was it was awesome. And if you've been baptized, you um, in the last month, you should have got an invite from me. Uh, we've got our baptism celebration on Sunday. Um, where we do uh, a lunch and just celebrate your new baptism and help you find your next steps here at Pantano. 
Um, and that's something just I, I want to do to hang out and get to know our people that have just been baptized a little better. So if that's you, make sure you show up for that Sunday. RSVP for us and let us know that. Um, and this Dangerous Prayer series, man, it's so good. Like, so good. I cannot wait for the rest of this series. We set a goal as a church for 2023 that we're going to try to reach 8,000 people by the end of the year, um, which is basically double the amount of people that we're reaching right now. And, uh, man, I'm so excited to see how God's going to do that. Um, I, I actually think Robert, our online pastor, is going to uh, surpass that goal himself um, with just our online campus because he is slaying it right now in the online world. So that's, if you haven't if you haven't checked out the six p.m. online service, on it's Sunday, awesome. You got to check it out. It, it's awesome. Uh, it, and he did it kind of as a a beta test a couple months ago, and it's just grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably what three four hundred people that are engaged at yep. our six p.m. online service, and and it's not just get online and watch. There's engagement. There's chat hosts. There's opportunity to to engage. We don't want you just watching. We want you engaging. And that's the biggest piece of what we do. Um, and then this year, um, man, our next series, Difference Makers, coming up after Dangerous Prayers, it it's like a Dangerous Prayers is the, the prequel to the actual main episode of DNA Shift in 2023 at Pantano, and it's going to be in our Difference Makers series. It's going to be really good. I, I was just looking at our, our big rocks. Uh, I actually thought you fell asleep yeah, again. Yeah. I, I looked at the Zoom call and you were like this, slumped over, and I thought, oh, he fell asleep. That's cool. Uh, just, those are the meds. But I can't, um, I can't slap you on the leg through Zoom. <laughs> that's actually why I'm recording remotely today is I don't want to be uh, hit again. Actually, I could just turn the mic up really loud and, uh, and play some ear-piercing sound and just watch you fall out of your chair. Hey, Dylan, do you, do you want to share what happened Christmas Eve? <laughs> I don't know how to share what happened on Christmas Eve. Why don't you share if you're so keen to well, do hold that? Hold on. Let me let me Quentin Tarantino this. I'll start at the end and then I'll let you back up and tell how we got there. Um I inadvertently may have fully accidentally kicked Dylan in a region of his body that no man ever wants to be kicked in. And we've got picture proof. Um and it may be it may be the most hilarious picture I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so what I tell hold, hold on, before you go back, what I tell you that I may have gone back to that picture 10 different times during Christmas break and sat in my living room and cried laughing because of how hilarious it is when you zoom in on this picture. Uh, I just can't even get to tell you how funny that, it looks staged. It looks fully staged and it was this, fully this accidental. Is, this picture is a lot like a search and find book. Like the more you look, the more that you find wrong with this picture. So, um, so I'll set the stage and then you get us to where you were because you and I come from two different perspectives of this photo, right? I feel yeah. like we've got to now maybe put this photo on social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's an app called Be Real. I don't know if you know what Be Real is, but Be Real is basically, it goes off at a certain time of the day and it, it's random. And, uh, and you just take a picture. You've got two minutes to take a picture where you're at. And then it takes a selfie of you while it's taking the picture. And so we're all sitting backstage at Christmas Eve service. I think it was between the three and the five. Is that right? Or the five and the seven? It was between the five and the seven. Between the five and the seven. It, it doesn't really matter what time it was. All you need to know is Be Real went off. Dylan, myself, and his wife are all sitting backstage. 
And we're like, oh, be real. Let's get a photo. And we're like, let's do it together. And we were like, let's do it on stage before service starts. So Dylan jumps up off the couch, starts running down the hall. And then his wife's like, oh, I'm going to do mine right here. So she goes to snap the photo. And I'm going to be on the front-facing photo. And she's going to be on the, the selfie photo, right, because it's her phone. And uh, so I stand and I do some stupid pose where I lift up my left leg. And I'm going to pose like, you know, the Captain Morgan commercials back in the day, the Captain. And, uh, and I've got a nebulizer that I'm using for my throat. So I look like, you know, Bane. And, uh, it's so when I lift my foot, this is where Dylan enters the screen. And then Dylan, I'll let you take it from your perspective. So everything is, everything you've said is true. However, what happened was Melissa said, let me take mine from the couch. And I was like, okay. So I turned around. I hadn't made it all the way down the hallway. I'd made it like six. See, I thought you were the out the door. <laughs> no, I hadn't even left the room yet. And you were so spatially unaware of me that you did your Captain Morgan scissor kick. And uh, I had turned around to be in the picture, but didn't realize you were going to do the maneuver that you did. And uh, I don't know. I feel like our audience can fill in the rest there. Yeah, all I Especially, can tell you is you could the face the face <laughs> that you're making in the photo. It could not have been a more perfect. It was on Be Real. It was on Melissa's Be Real, and I, it was the most real photo I've ever seen on Be Real. Um, I, I mean, she, you were on your toes, heels off the ground. I mean, bro, it was <laughs> it was the most painful looking video I've ever seen. It's I, I, the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Wow, that's that's a strong statement. I and I mean it. I mean even above heartbreak. That's emotional pain. This is physical. I don't know. I feel like you've got a little emotional pain from this one too. <laughs> There's a little bit. You're not wrong. All I know is let's if we go back and examine the proof, your wife's making a pretty hilarious like Oh, she thought it was hilarious. I, when I tell you though, I I mean, when once you got your breath back, when I tell you that we laughed to the point that it hurt. Uh, I mean, well, you were laughing because it hurt, but your wife and I laughed so hard. And then the more I looked at the picture, like I, when I tell you I laid on my couch and laughed out loud, zooming, you're right. It's like one of those photos when you zoom in, you just see more things. It just got funnier by the second. So um, that that was how we ended the year. So <laughs> things things kind of like go up from here, right? Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, that's, it just gets that's better. It. I'm glad that's how we're finishing the episode today. That's the story we told after we told all these great things going on in Vandano is me inadvertently kicking you in a really bad spot on Christmas Eve. Um <laughs> But there it made her never a better opportunity for this. No. Well, and here's the deal. If Frank were on the episode right now, we'd have had 14 <laughs> of those stories that we wouldn't be able to air the episode. So, um, uh, well, Dylan, I hope you get it feeling better, bro. I'm, I miss having you in the studio and we're limited now on how many more times we're going to be in the studio doing this together um, on a weekly basis. Um, I'm not saying that like we're never going to do this in here together again, but um, those will not be every week like they are right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you get well, please tell Melissa, I hope she gets well. Um, because I know you guys have a lot coming in the next 10 days and, uh, life change and packing and moving and you're moving in with Chris, our worship leader for, uh, a stint. And, uh, you guys just have a lot going on right now and, uh, life is moving. Church life is moving. Uh, the kingdom's moving. Tucson is moving. Um, there's a lot happening in the world right now and we get to be a part of it. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited for 2023. I think it's going to be a really good year. Any parting words for this episode, Dylan, that you've got? I got nothing. You said it all. Hmm. Wow. He said I said it all. That means we don't even have to do it. We don't have to have any more episodes. We have now. We're at the end of our word count for life, and uh, we have said it all. 
Um, the first episode of season two is the last episode of of life. There's no more oh, episodes of anything. Wow. We've, we actually we're the guys that are at the end of words for humanity, so nobody else is allowed to talk anymore. So we've said it all. It's done. Uh, if we're the if we're the last two humans to speak, that's a bad day. Somebody needs to say something better than anything we've ever said. Uh, Well, Dylan, get well. I look forward to having you back in the in the studio next week. And uh, Pantano, I cannot wait for this next weekend as we continue our Dangerous Prayer series and all the great things going on here at Pantano. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Make Podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers. To learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.